Hello and welcome back to the Student Hacks podcast. How are you all doing? We haven't spoken in a while. We hope that you've been well, healthy, happy. Yeah, yeah. But I would ever. This is a very busy time. Yes, definitely.、Do. And we hope, like,、um, with our previous episode that we talked about, you know, how to approach assignments and how to time manage and how to group work as well. Um, so we hope those kind of content is helpful, and we hope like logistically, you know how things is gonna supposed to be done.、Mm-hmm. However, as students, we also understand that sometimes it can just be like overwhelming, right? It's not like、mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. It's not like you don't know how to do it, but it's more like mentally, how do I do this? You know, it's like a little different. And we also know that you're sick of listening to me or Elsa's chaotic life. <laughs> we're on a journey together. It's fine. We're we're going through this. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. All with each other. Yeah. Um. But just to mix it up a little bit, we have a special guest today. We have invited Sarah from UTS Counseling to give us just a little bit more insight on how to manage your mental health. Throughout the semester, especially during this time when it can get especially hectic. Yeah. So,、um, welcome, Sarah. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more? Yes, I'm Sarah. I'm one of the counselors. I'm a psychologist, and I work at the UTS Counseling Service. So I'm very excited to be here today. We're excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Anyway, I guess we'll jump right into the questions because we seem to. To go on a lot of tangents, so <laughs> <Yes> . questions <laughs> first. Let's get them out of the、uh, yeah. out of the way. Yeah. yeah. So one of the first questions that we have is like from your experience, obviously with your years of working experience at UTS.、Um, how does first years, second year students, kind of feel at this time of the semester? Yeah, I think that's a great question actually because. Um, I like what you said before. It's a journey, and the student journey is quite a up and down one. It's a bit of a roller coaster ride. So I think first years,、um, second years, even there's always a bit of a shock. I think at the beginning of the semester, especially when we're getting to this point、um, where the assessments are starting to pile up. So there's a huge adjustment that you go through.、Um, During this time, whether you're coming straight out of uni or you haven't studied before, you're returning to study. There's a lot that happens, and I think readjusting your life in terms of figuring out how to balance, you know, everything that you've got going on, your life, your work commitments, family, friends, relationships. It's all so much, and then combine that with content and university and this like new way of learning, a new way of doing things, assessments. It's almost like a new language that you are either coming back to or learning for the first time. And even I mean, and we see this for second years, even third people, like third year students, even having previous experience of doing uni, it's still almost like a bit of a shock every time, because you get to a point you're like, how do I do essays again? How do、yeah. I write these reports? <laughs> Definitely, and、mm-hmm. it's almost like a cycle that you go through every semester. I think, yeah.、Um, And maybe you get a bit more experience towards the end of the year, but then you go on a long break, and then you go back <laughs> the next year, and it's a whole shock again.、Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's um, it's just a bit of a a shock to kind of balance to get familiar with things like referencing and how to approach different assessments and、yeah. content and all of that. So I think a lot of people feel like they don't know what they're doing,、mm-hmm. um, which is the general sense. Or that they don't know what standard to to work towards, and yeah, that it's different to yeah, things they may have done, whether it's high school、yeah. or even just other units. But they'll say, "Well, this is like a new assessment. I don't know. I've never done this sort of assessment before, so I、yeah. don't know how to approach it." So there's、yeah. almost like a a constant sense、yeah. of new、yeah. that you're trying to adjust to. Yeah. So, so that's generally the experience that 
I hear <laughs> a yeah, lot of the time. No. So basically, if you're out there, you're listening, if you don't know what you're doing, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> we have a verified counsellor saying it's normal. <laughs> yes, it does. most certainly is, uh, is normal. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's very helpful as well because I definitely think <clears throat> if you're like a more like quotes experienced student you feel like oh i'm supposed to know this already you know like yeah. you have that like i'm supposed to know my things i'm not supposed to be like thinking how to do it but it's more like it should be practiced like it should be like something that i know by heart for now but i guess it's okay if that is not the case yeah, and, yeah. yeah. do not feel like it's do not feel like you're not good enough or you're not like exactly exactly yeah. i think what you're talking about highlights this internal self-talk that we have that so many people experience and struggle with Um, and I think as a student that internal self-talk it fluctuates so much especially throughout the semester especially when we're faced with challenges Mm. even just Mm -hmm. uni related you know Um, and then you put in life like factor in life factor in challenges that we get factor in your health factor in sleep factor in what you're eating it all it, it all plays such a big role in terms of how we're feeling and when we're feeling great we think great and we f- like we do great but then as soon as something happens mm. um and that internal self-talk changes mm, yeah. and then our mm. output changes as well mm. so yeah that's a really important part yeah I think a lot of people can relate to that. Everything is sort of heightened in the middle of the semester. You've got maybe a little bit of momentum going. You understand half of what's going on at some points, but also enough to realize, you know, that that you might be a little bit stressed out or overwhelmed. Yeah. So how do you think, how do you stop the snowball effect? How do you recognize early that, you know, it, you might be struggling a little bit um, and how can you slow down? Um, yeah. and just you know be with yourself and your feelings so there's yeah. so many parts to that question but um, what you said uh, at the beginning is great so I think recognizing early on is one of the biggest most helpful parts mm. um, is that early intervention because we can always try and prevent things from getting worse if we can recognize that we're not doing okay so in order to be able to do that I think um trying to be more self-aware trying to be more trying to check in with yourself a bit more and just being really real with ourselves Mm -hmm. I think so many students they have this attitude of it's okay I'll I'll be fine it'll be great like you know I'll yep I'm really stressed but I don't I don't need to ask the tutor for help I don't need to reach out for help I don't Mm. need to it'll be okay I'll just sit back and hold that that's usually the first time that the first indicator that you shouldn't do that Mm. um so it's kind of just recognizing when things are starting to be not okay and mm. that manifests for everyone differently like it could be that you're starting to notice you're falling behind with your work that you're not sleeping enough that mm. you're not interacting with friends enough or that you generally mm. don't feel okay there's like a general sense of dread or it could be anything that kind of feels off um and I think so much of it, so many people just say, it's normal, it's part of being student, right? And that, yeah, it can be, but it, it doesn't mean you shouldn't get help for that because yeah. there are certainly things and steps that you can take to reduce this feeling. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that early intervention, that noticing things are off, checking in with yourself, even maybe kind of agreeing with yourself to check in at certain points yeah so saying to yourself okay and at week six I'm gonna just check in how am I going how am I feeling where am I at what do I need what do I need to do to feel better is it that I need a bit more academic support or am I feeling off do I need more support socially do I need more support mental health wise what do I need at this point yeah um and I think that is so important 
and it's such a hard skill yeah, to build because there's this strong culture to just, you know, get on with it and everyone's you know it's like who got a time to think about how am I feeling you know exactly (laughs) yeah like I don't have time to check in with myself but it's so important because if you don't it'll keep building up and that's the point where we really start to see people breaking down and not coping with things yeah so yeah I feel like I just need like two weeks break at week six. Yeah. <laughs> and then two weeks of teaching and then one week is too bad. Everyone could do with a, That's with, what a I, with some time off. <laughs> what about, um, do you have any advice for anyone who's perhaps going through a mid-semester slump? No motivation to keep going. Maybe they've just handed in their first assessment. Yeah. They're just finding it difficult to find the extra push to hop onto the next one. Or like, you know, how you talk about all the... Uh, preventions like changing yourself and mm. all of that it's not working it's like maybe they're checking with themselves but they're not acting on you know what they're supposed yeah, to do yeah. like how can i guess what what can people do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well um that's again a great question and it's it really depends on the answers to that first question because if you're stuck in a bit of a slump and there's no motivation, so if you're really recognizing that, okay, I don't know why I'm doing this, why am I putting myself through this torture, right? Yeah, um, then it could be a matter of re-inspiring yourself, reconnect mm. to those reasons why. Why are you doing this? And I ask that to students often when they bring me with the same thing, you know, why are you doing this? And they say, oh, oh, I haven't thought about that in a long time, but Mm. actually this is why. And then it's like, great. So now that you have that, you know, that thing, that reason why you're doing this, what does it mean to you? How important is it? Um, What are your values and what do they mean to you? Is this helping you get to where you want to be in your life? Because if it is and this is where you want to go, then then how do we get you there? What do you need? Do you need better time management? Do you need better sleep? Do you need to really look at what stresses are happening in your life and how to reduce that? Like how do we get you to reconnect with that purpose, with that motivation? Because motivation, it fluctuates. It's not Mm -hmm something we can always rely on definitely yeah um and it's a it's a limited resource like we feel motivated when we're inspired when we're well rested when we have great conversations there are so many things that motivate us and with stress it really breaks that down so it's so important to have that connection to why we're doing this and why am I going through this yeah um because for example it could be that you're up to a point in your degree where you're no longer connected with that and maybe your interests or what you care about has changed I mean we are always changing like you said it's a journey um so try to reconnect connect with that can help you figure out yeah what's going on or what yeah. do I need to get to the yeah. point I think that's very true because like because I'm studying in the Viet and I'm mm. like at first I want to be a hackerman I want to <laughs> be like really good I'm like oh now that I was like almost two I'm like no I'm not good enough for that and that's okay that's perfectly okay I can just do something else you know like yeah. and, and and like my motivation has just changed to like from being hackerman just being like tell my parents how they can use their phones you know that's yeah. just and, and I really like and, and I really like um like how you were saying it's fluctuating because sometimes I find it hard to be like it is okay to fluctuate because I feel like I'm not demonstrating integrity I'm not like following mm. up on myself on like yeah. what I plan to do I'm not yeah. like doing in a way that I'm supposed to yeah. and I set up this image of myself that like this is what I want and why am I not following through yeah it's like yeah. if I wanted to read a book and I only read like 30 pages I'll be like why am I not following through but then I move on to another book like you know yeah. what I mean yeah and I felt like it's it's really important that you hit that because I'm like it's okay 
again, yeah. very my counsellor thing. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just locked away with your Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think yeah. there's definitely been points in my degree where I've questioned what I'm doing. I think at the end of the day, I always come back to it. I think in my heart, I know it's what is good for me and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But even in other aspects of life, I feel like it's important to give yourself the permission to say you know this isn't working for me anymore maybe I need to go on a different path and try something else if this isn't as fulfilling Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. I initially thought but it's hard to let go when you're very oriented on like what you want to achieve and it is courage as well yes at the beginning I'm gonna get extras now I'm like I just want to finish this (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't want to say I'll, I was like I still uh, want to get the HGs you know but I'm just yeah. like and like compromising and that courage exactly. to compromise with yourself man yeah. that's hard definitely and that's why we're here <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need you but, here today yes. Sarah yeah. it's a therapy session for Elzan <laughs> we're reconciling <laughs> with all of our issues uh, I think as well there's um, a bit of a misconception that when you go into a degree this is the it you know mm-hmm. you, you're the five years the four years three years that you're doing but it's a long yeah, time it is. I mean even if you just look at I know everyone hates to talk about it we don't want to talk about it anymore but just COVID over the last yeah. two years and how much that has changed so much of how we do things so we are not designed to stay the same um, even mm. though a degree is over a few years mm. you will change so much it is that yeah. journey that you go through um, and yeah reconnecting to why we're doing this and where do we want to go it can change and it does take courage to revisit that <laughs> yes. and and take the steps towards changing yeah. if that's what you want or yeah. what you need so because yeah. sometimes like, I, like sometimes I also think people might think like there is like a same cost already because like you already committed to like say three years to this so why change now you know mm-hmm. like what what are you giving up for changing and what is the price that you're paying mm-hmm. to change as well and I think yeah. I don't know like about you guys oh, Sarah so if you're gonna share but like I definitely feel like I need to catch up if I have wasted quote time or my resources into something that I'm no longer pursuing hence I'm like oh my god like I'm giving am I giving like it's another way of saying like I'm pursuing something new now it's also basically I'm giving this up mm. and I felt like I definitely judge myself a lot when I like quote give up yeah and I think that is for me that's interesting I think I'm definitely the opposite yeah. I think I probably <laughs> give up too early quit things on a whim when they're no longer working for me yeah. so we're on opposite ends of the spectrum the thing is I do that but I mentally <laughs> feel that so this is really chaotic and problematic because uh. I do that but I mentally it's not really doing that well with the fact that I did that you know what I mean because I reflect and I judge myself mm. and I criticize myself mm-hmm. Sorry, we got off a little off topic. <laughs> what were we talking about? Would you like to run over maybe the various services or the counselling service in particular? Is there anything yeah. else that students could use as a resource if they're needing a little bit of extra help in terms of mental health and recharging? Um, yeah, so there are, there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really, I mean, just as a plug, PTS <laughs> counselling. Plug, plug away. Of course. Of course. A great place to start. I mean, it's so accessible. It's it free. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a great point to just talk about what's going on, even if it's uni-related or not uni-related, life-related, anything really, just what's going on and yeah. what is it that you need support with because we – if we aren't the best service or if someone's like if something's so specific we always help link them in with what they need mm-hmm. um 
But in general, there are so many services out there um, for young people aged 16 to 25. There's a great service called Headspace as well that you Mm. can access. Mm. Um, There are so much. I think one of the easiest things you could also do is visit a GP and get a mental health care plan, Mm. um, which is where Medicare agrees to cover the cost of seeing a psychologist for 10 sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finding one that fits for you and works for you. I think Mm. that's just in terms of the mental health side, just a few options Mm. that you can do. Um, And then in terms of resources and help for uni-related stuff, again, there's so much. It depends Mm. on what's going on and what you're really struggling with. Um, I know that we run workshops on like productivity, procrastination, exam, stress Mm. and anxiety, all that sort of stuff. That's a great idea if you're kind of interested wanting to know what we can do. Um, But there's other things that can help. So I know uh, something that a lot of students struggle with is procrastination and concentrating um and there's been a recent trend of um this thing it's like a website that you go on to uh that you connect with a stranger and you just do work together separately i think a study's dream is that what yeah mm-hmm. i think Something so similar. um Not the there's exactly. a few websites yeah, like that yeah. but a lot of people have recognized that if they've just got someone sitting there um yeah. that they feel more productive so yeah. <laughs> there's things like that um there's all sorts of things there's websites that kind of block out your social media websites and limit the time that you spend on it yeah um there's more practical ways like booking in rooms and library things that you can physically go and do and get out of the space that's not productive for you yeah uh so it's really it just varies but there are so much resources from speaking to someone or getting support with study skills things like that yeah usually the library runs um a whole bunch of stuff so do the careers uh, so I think even just checking, seeing what's on, what the uni is offering could be helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, sorry, just picking back, like back to one of the points you were saying, like reaching out for help, for counselling. And obviously, I guess this is like, I'm asking the obvious, but also like, um, obviously we know it's the f- judgment-free zone mm-hmm. when it comes to counselling. But like, is it really judgment-free? Because like, I, I'll be, I'll, I'll confess, because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I should tell this to my counsellor, because I'm like, am I going to get judged? <laughs> I get self-conscious. Yeah. Um, no, I think it definitely is. Um that's the philosophy that we embody as professionals and I think just as humans mm-hmm. um, working in the field and studying and meeting so many incredible people yeah. you realize that you really can't ever judge someone once oh. you understand what yeah. people are going through and yeah. it's not that it's our role either yeah our role is here to solely support you and yeah. getting you the help that you need to work on the goals and be where you want to be yeah um so I think in general there is always a and that's why we always say at the beginning of our sessions where we kind of normalize this and tell people it's not easy to come in and tell a stranger that you just met two minutes ago about the deep things that you're going through that you may not have shared with others with other people before it's hard yeah um but it's something that if it helps is so important to talk about and it does get easier Mm. uh so yeah I think um it, it is so important that people find a, a professional that they feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah. So yes, we definitely try. We always, it, it's, it's 
yeah, the guiding principle of our work yeah, that it's yeah. a judgment free zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, I think if anyone is worrying about like the yeah, process exactly. of booking yeah. an appointment and seeing a counselor, I can vouch for the service. Um, the times that I've been, the counselors have honestly been so kind and welcoming, and I felt safe. Mm. So if that's something that you're anxious about seeing you. them from the first yeah. time, yeah, just go for it. Don't honestly. worry about Don't it. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> Come in, have a chat. It's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> book, an, book an appointment with Sarah. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, do you got refer from this? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, um, I guess like, you know, like I think those are really helpful. <clears throat> I think I guess to end things off, we definitely um, we understand that there's a spectrum of students. So there's students who are like hyper hyper-performing, they're hyper-productive, they want to, like, get everything done, snap, 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 you know, like, they just want to get it, you know. But there's other different type of students who are just, like, like me right now. I just want to get this over with. So, like, <laughs> can you provide some, I guess, like, tailored tips? For, let's start with the hyper-performance, like, performance people. Like, any tips for them to keep doing that while still looking after the mental health and being at that hyper productive state yeah uh, i mean i think it's all a balance and it gets so tricky with being a student and and having life and everything going on um but one of the biggest things we always come back to in this case is time management mm. um and it's a word we all hear we all throw around you know we say the word schedules but it's actually looking at what exactly is going on here? What are your commitments? Um, it's quite a detailed and very um, lengthy process. Um, yeah. When I, if I have access to a whiteboard, we go kind of nuts drawing everything <laughs> up. But it's so important that you figure out what are your priorities at the moment? If you are prioritizing that you want to achieve those marks and that that's where you want to be, that's what you really value, that's what you really care about, that's yeah. what's essential for you, then yeah. it's ask yourself, how am I going to get there? It's like, well, it might be I need to dedicate this much amount of time time for this yeah. great let's work with that what does that actually mean what does that look like let's put a number to it let's put a face to it yeah. let's put a category to it let's yeah. get it up there on that schedule yeah. and let's see how that fits in with the rest of your life yeah. because what often happens we say I'm going to dedicate uh, six hours of study for this one unit um, as well as an eight hour shift as well as a four hour event as well as a eight hour sleep schedule and then you're just like well no there's not enough time in the day yeah. to do all of that or um, it might be unrealistic goals in, in that schedule mm. of saying, I'm going to smash out this whole essay in one go. It's mm. like, well, that's a great, you know, there's a very idealistic, great goal, but what actually happens? It's like, well, in reality, yeah. you might just do a bit of research and then you're gone. Yeah, yeah. But then you feel guilty and then it triggers yeah. this whole kind of cycle. Yeah. So that's me. Oh my God, Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> stop this. Yeah. The amount of students, it's, yeah, it, it does happen a lot. So I think yeah. it's getting very technical and very specific with your schedule. What does that look like? How can you break it down into really, really manageable chunks? And that's so different for everyone. Um, but generally speaking, my always advice is breaking it down into 30, 40, 45 minutes. You know your concentration. You know how long you can go for. Some people need that break. Other people can maybe go for a bit longer. I still recommend anywhere between 30 to 45 maximum an hour slots um, and break down tasks and then fit them in in that way with your schedule and be realistic so you often hear me saying okay you want to do this are you actually going to do that are you actually going to sit down for half an hour for 45 minutes for an hour and do this or what generally happens it's like oh no like I'll, I might start this but it'll probably take me a few sessions to do that okay great let's work with that let's keep it realistic because if we're setting all these idealistic goals 
and then we fall short of them, then it's not really helping us feel any better. Mm. So I think time management is one of the biggest ones we look yeah, at. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think one thing, Sarah, you actually touched on is actually also breaking down the task as well <clears throat> because you were you were exactly right like I say I'm gonna put five hours to do this what I did was really like I did some research and I got distracted and I started online shopping and yeah. I feel guilty afterwards because I was like oh, I'm supposed to do it right yeah. so I think beforehand doing the planning breaking down a task yeah. so for example for an essay <clears throat> You want to look at the type of essay, not just researching the content, exactly. and then look for type of uh, literature that might be helpful, and then put down your structure, and then think yeah. about and brainstorm. And I think I work a lot better when I have detailed down the task yeah. and actually what type of task I need to do. Yes. Like, am I doing the researching? Am I doing the thinking? Am I doing the paraphrasing? Or am I doing the actual writing? Yeah. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And the psychology behind that is that when we face distress that's unfamiliar our brain is not happy with that like Mm. it's gonna see a mountain and the first reaction isn't gonna be like great let's climb it right (laughs) it's gonna be like no let's uh let's go and not do that you know (laughs) your sock drawer needs rearranging immediately so please attend to that right now um so if we can try and break down that mountain so that when you're looking at it it doesn't seem like an endless pit whereas it seems like a task that may be a bit painful but that you can see the end of and get through Mm. it that is not only easier for your brain to digest but it feels better when you get one task done you're like oh great tiny goals exactly Mm. and then you're more motivated to do another one but if the actual task is a huge one and you've allocated an unrealistic amount of time to do then even if you just get started it's not going to feel great because you feel like you've already (coughs) fallen short of that goal yeah yeah definitely Um, so you get out there if you're feeling like this if you want to run away (laughs) that's perfectly normal just let just letting you know yeah so try and break it down you know start small and it might feel a bit ridiculous at first but it is so much more healthier for your mindset and your mind and the stress levels (laughs) so it's actually our brain's fault as well it's not yeah exactly (laughs) it's your fault brain (laughs) it's not you it's your brain (laughs) it's two different things completely separate yeah, um, and something that everybody forgets is that you need to schedule time to schedule. Yeah, you need to plan time to plan. Oh my god, you need to allocate that time. Speaking facts, yeah. <laughs> whether it's at a semester beginning of the semester kind of level, or whether it's a weekly as well as a daily kind of what are, yeah. what are my tasks today? Um, because we kind of want the schedule without putting in the effort. To, to make it and yeah. then to keep it updated yeah um so yeah kind of remembering you need to schedule time to schedule that's a really good tip for me it it's is. a sunday afternoon i sit down i clear my inbox i uh, put in all my like events in the week in my calendar and i feel yeah. so settled after mm. the sunday afternoon mm. it's a good yeah. time in the week mm. that's great I think I do that at work and like personally as well. Mm. So like I think I do that at work at the beginning of the so I go to work, I got my coffee, I sit down, I take a deep breath and then I go check my email inbox and I check my because <clears throat> I have like a work campaign bot as well. Um, so that is very helpful in basically doing what Sarah is saying, like planning ahead, like like break down a task. So <clears throat> if you don't know Sarah, campaign bot is basically like you have your to do, mm-hmm. you have your in progress and you have your done. So every day after work, um, I guess before I leave, before I finish work, I 
like I think about what I need to do tomorrow. I'll put all of that in my to do, and then as I as as I finish tasks, I move them to doing and comp- accomplished. So every time I when I go to work, I do that. So I think I maybe it doesn't have to be even that much time. It doesn't have to be like entire morning. I literally do that for like ten minutes or fifteen yeah, minutes. Exactly, and yeah. it actually make my life a lot easier. Yeah, because I'm not scrambling. Like I don't have to be like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it reduces that mental load of having to keep tabs yeah. on everything. And yeah. yeah, thinking about it in this way, how can I reduce that mental load, yeah. that strain? Because yeah. it is very exhausting. Yeah, yeah. What about for people who uh, just want to get by? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me want to get by at uni. <laughs> what do I do? Um, I think it's important to maybe think about um, how you want to get by. Like what does that actually uh, mean? Does that mean you don't want to spend – so much time focusing on uni does that mean that you also want to dedicate time to other aspects of your life like maybe your personal life yeah or your sleep or your health um or sport or hobbies um or music i mean whatever it could be so i think it's kind of looking at what are my priorities how much time do i want to dedicate to that what activities can i do to help balance that out so if you know you've got a really stressful few weeks coming up but you know you really enjoy um music you really enjoy you know out with friends or family then it's thinking about okay well I've got this assessment but I need to plan something in between there at this point yeah, yeah. Um, because I know it re-energizes me I know it makes me feel better and even though I feel like I maybe shouldn't be doing this I know it's going to feel a lot better for me because this is something I really care about yeah so it's kind of looking at those other aspects of your life and how to incorporate them because we can often neglect them quite easily yeah. when we're getting very stressed out yeah which is pretty much now yeah always no I think that's a very good point I guess yeah. I did not think about so why am I both people I'm both the hyper performance like <laughs> pr- productive I'm also the one I get by we um, can be so many different yeah, yeah types of people and yeah. we engage in different mentalities at different points so yeah <laughs> I'm not okay I'm like 24 <laughs> billies in me <laughs> like there's one panel that's like I want to do everything the other one I like I want to do nothing um yeah, no, but I think that was very helpful because like, I definitely not think about, like, because I've been having a lot of social time, but I, I didn't really think about, I guess I did, but I don't think it in a way that's, like, explicitly, like, I do it, I do it in my scheduling and timetable planning, but I don't be like, this is how much I'm going to dedicate to this. Yeah, so that's another fun part of the time management scheduling yeah. is actually planning really nice things for yourself because you know it makes you feel good and you know it brings a bit of balance back. So, yeah. Do you have any other... I feel like I keep talking, Elsa. Do you have anything to add? Losing by the semester. Do nice things for yourself to yeah. keep yourself happy and motivated. Take yourself out for coffee. Go on yeah. walks. Yeah. Take time for yourself, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think that it's... Scheduling for that is basically checking in with yourself already. Yeah. yeah. And that act, that, that act as a way to, like... You know how in games, <clears throat> there's, like, a chat point... Like play games. Okay, so, okay, so sorry. <laughs> don't play games. Like say there's like one say your whole game from like Mario for example. Okay, like you have, sure. You have, your, you have your starting point of your goal, uh-huh. and if it's really hard in the middle, there will be a checkpoint. Yeah. So basically, a checkpoint is um you can checkpoint check there, and even after you accidentally died, you kind of go back to that. So instead of from starting from the beginning. I like that analogy. Yeah, and I feel like that's like checking because whenever you're doing the activity, that checking with yourself, you're like, mm-hmm. you're like resetting your mentality. Yeah, like you I get, get to very, a checkpoint. Exactly. So I get very tilted when I like die before the checkpoint because I'm like, oh my God, like what, what am I doing, you know? But like when I get that checkpoint, I'm like, and I feel like you need a space that's like safe space for yourself. 
and yeah. that can be it basically mental safe space like you're like when you're doing this or when you're in there you know you're like relax and mm-hmm. you're like preparing recharging yeah and like, or just asking what do i need what do i need right now yeah exactly you know? like immediately as yeah. well yeah. yeah not just planning if there's a lack of Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess to end the episode off, I think for me, I've learned that Sarah is a very good counselor. <laughs> I think this is technically a therapy session for me no. without booking, which is great because <laughs> I'm bad at that. You skip the queue. <laughs> yeah, like no queue, just for me. Uh. <laughs> what about you, Elsa? What do you learn? I think I feel a lot better knowing that other people are going through the exact <laughs> same thing that I'm going through. I think it's just, it's like not visible when you're in yeah, the moment when you yeah, go to exactly, class. Nobody's exactly. outwardly like suffering. Yeah. It's like, I, it's I don't know nice what I'm doing. We don't say it out loud. Of course Because everyone's not. like, yeah. keep it together, you know? Yeah. They act like they're good, going well, but like they're not. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And let's just remind, even though it's not are you okay day, like are you it's okay? It just passed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just passed at the time of recording. But like, are you okay? And if you're not checking with yourself, you know, using a lot of like method that we just talked about about with Sarah checking with your friends too and checking with yeah. your friends not in a way like are you okay how's your assignment can I copy it I'm more, like, <laughs> no. I'm more like are you okay like oh, oh, don't yeah. say are you okay because people get like people are like oh I how are you fine. going yeah. how are you feeling yeah. how are you dealing Sarah with life so right helpful. now yeah. <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah but I think that kind of wraps up today's episode and thank you so much for listening and thank you Sarah so much for like for being here and providing Elsa and I a free counseling session <laughs> again no thank you for having me no and I think that will be it and we'll see you next episode bye, bye.